he is very intellectual. Like he's very smart. He talked early and would like talk it's like a little adult. He was five years old. You could have a full conversation with him, but then he would turn around and have like these behaviors. And we didn't understand like when it comes to your feelings, you cannot communicate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something was kind of missing at that point. Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. today's show, we're going to be discussing autism and aggression. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name is Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. And before I introduce you to our guest today, let me start by sharing the Naked Parent Nation offering. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truths, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment one day at a time. If you're ready to take back your life or just continue your journey of awareness and consciousness, then let me welcome you to the Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. So again, before we get to our show, we like to do sometimes breathing exercises or short meditations to get centered. So today I was thinking we would touch on heart coherence and giving our heart love and attention so if you want to sit up straight or lay down or just be however you are if you're comfortable just slowly let your eyes close and with an erect spine and your gaze just lifted to that space between your eyebrows just start to focus on the area where your heart is And with that focus there, just find love, find peace. Focus your attention just around that area of your chest. If you want to place your hands on your heart. That's nice sometimes to just 
give yourself that warm hug. And then start to focus on your breath and breathe deeply and breathe from your heart. Breathe into your heart. And hold it there with love. And as you exhale, just exhale from your heart. And then do that again. Breathe deeply into your heart. And then exhale from your heart. And as you're breathing deeply into your heart, focused on your heart, activate that positive vibration within you and all around your heart. Maybe recall a time where you remember explosions of love or you remember happiness and joy and just pull it in around your heart. might be a close friendship, a loving relationship, your child, or that moment where you overcame and had an aha moment. And with the music filling your head space and your attention on your heart space, just take one more deep breath in through your heart and hold it. And exhale the love that's within you to everywhere within your room and in your life. And we can remember that the more we're able to focus in on our heart and remember those positive times and places, the more we feed and nurture ourselves, which we have to do, right? So now we're going to come back to the show and Brittany, welcome to the Naked Parent Podcast. How are you today? Thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Where are you calling in from? I live in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Yes. The Midwest, my uh, old stomping ground, sort of. Oh, sure. I'm from Detroit, so it's not, I don't know. It was the Midwest. Anyway, is it cold there right now? Uh, not not too bad. Been colder. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Brittany, your uh, mom. Yes. Yeah. So I am a mother to two kids. My oldest is 10, and he is the one that is on the autism spectrum. And then I also have a one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Wow. And when did the autism journey begin? When did the signs look different than expected? Sure. It started pretty early on. I remember even when he was a baby, like just before maybe 12 months even, we had like early intervention specialists coming out to our house to kind of like, he would look only to one side, wasn't like crawling as soon as other babies his age, little things like that. At that time, I 
had no knowledge of autism. Like that wasn't even a thought in my mind. I was just like, oh, he's just, you know, like delayed in these things. Like I didn't think anything like that until he was about three. I took him to see his pediatrician at the time because I thought he maybe had like an allergic reaction. He was like constantly rubbing his face and pulling at his ears. And I was like, what, you know, what is this? And so I brought him in and he said, he's stimming. And I was like, that was my first exposure to that. At that point, he's like, just kind of keep an eye out on things because he was still pretty young. He's like, you know, it's not uncommon for children that age to have some stimming behaviors like everybody does. But so we kept an eye on things and really noticed a difference once he hit like school age. He was like five, started kindergarten. And then once he was in kindergarten, he was having like the big meltdown started happening and he was having like what we now know as like sensory overload. Yeah, it wasn't, I mean, it was like very like small things and very gradual until until school age. Then we were like, okay, something's, something's going on. I know it's hard. There's such a wide spectrum. Is, is he considered higher functioning? Yes. Yeah. So he is very intellectual. Like he's very smart. He talked early and would like talk like he was like a little adult, you know, we would, he was five years old. You could have a full conversation with him, but then he would turn around and have like these behaviors. And we didn't understand, like, you're able to you know, talk to us about this, that, and the other thing. But then when it comes to your feelings, you cannot communicate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just something was kind of missing at that point. So when did official diagnosis ever become part of the story? Yep. And, and actually, that wasn't until pretty recently. Um, he got officially diagnosed when he was nine. We were going, we had everything set up, like as I'm sure, you know, the parents on here know that can be a long process. We were on wait lists for a while from the time he was, I think, three and a half, finally got scheduled and everything when he was five and I remember getting off work going to pick him up I was like I was excited you know and like we were moving forward and of course that day he was like really into like locks and unlocking things at the time so something happened I was picking him up and he uh locked my keys in the car so we missed the appointment it was just heart wow. crushing. <laughs> so uh, I felt pretty defeated for a while after that because I was like, that was so much work to even get the appointment itself. So we we're like, okay, let's focus on all the other things for a little bit. Like we'll continue this. And then, yeah, you know, four years later, finally got officially diagnosed. And when did you, in your heart, realize that you were on the autism? journey or has like kicked it i don't know uh, yeah oh yeah for sure i always had a feeling like especially when stuff started happening at school with him was really when i was like okay this is 
like I started doing more research and that's when I was like, okay. But also the biggest indicator was that his biological dad was diagnosed. Like him and I had split up when my son was two, two and a half, something like that. And right around that same time, his dad was diagnosed and I was like, oh, you know what? So I started kind of like looking more into that stuff for my son Uh and sure enough. Wow. Did it hit you like a ton of bricks? I feel like it took a long time because I was so just into, you know, figuring out what to do. And like my brain didn't stop to really process everything. It's not really until you have those like calm moments that you're like, wow, (laughs) you know, this is a lot. Yeah. For me, I feel like I'm uniquely qualified for this position because I did the depression, fell into addiction, you know, the divorce. Like, I feel like every move that you would try to avoid, and I made it to the other side, which is a good thing, was denial a part of your story? Or how did this all manifest for you? How you made it through this? Yeah. I mean, there were definitely times like I, that I was in denial, like, especially before his official diagnosis, because when he's talking and you wouldn't think anything different. Okay. And then I was like, man, is he, is he really like that? Like, I mean, he can be like, you know, have a lot of rude behaviors and it's like, is he, is he mean? And then at the end of the day, like when you finally accept, like, no, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like he has all of these like fireworks going off in in his head and that's what's making him do these things. And yeah, I would say it did take a while for me to like fully accept and understand all of this. Yeah. No, I'm still trying to, you know, I'm a, I got two kids special needs and on a couple hundred shows and I'm still trying to process all of this. Have you had a support system? Have you been on your own? How's that part been for you? So, I mean, like my family and friends are, they are supportive and I feel like they've kind of gone on this journey with me. I will say like before my son was born, like we didn't have much knowledge. Like you don't know what you don't know, you know? You know, once autism started getting the actual name started getting thrown around, my friends and family did like follow me and look things up and be supportive in that sense. You know, I did feel very alone. There are times where I still feel very alone, even with such great friends and family. Like it's it can feel very isolating. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of the tricky pieces of it too, because you don't want to discourage or not appreciate all that people do. And it's really hard to understand and put yourself in the shoes of if you haven't experienced it yourself. So I empathize with that. Is aggression one of the behaviors that come as a result of some of the son's challenges? Yes, unfortunately. So what does that look like? How does that play out on a bad day? (laughs) It really depends. So like 
He has been working a lot on his aggression since he was very young. It used to be very physical towards other kids, adults, like it didn't matter, you know. We've worked with him a lot on that stuff, and he'll still have bad days where he does stuff like that. Most of the time, I've been kind of helping him channel his anger and aggression by like, buddy, if you got to do this, like, go downstairs, like, punch your pillow, you know, something that's not going to hurt you, but that is going to have that sense of release for you. And so he has been doing that. Yesterday, he had a pretty big meltdown where he didn't hurt anybody, but he did end up like, we have a baby gate up and he ended up slamming the baby gate a few times. And then unfortunately it broke. So, but like when I look back at what he used to do to where he is now, it's like, man, this kind of sucks, but also I'm glad like everybody's safe. Yeah. So we're getting there. Like he's 10. I have the ultimate faith that he will be able to be a functioning adult. And Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy though. Nope. <laughs> and it, he's almost as tall as me now. So it's getting a bit more challenging to try and help him, like, scoot him along. <laughs> I try and get him into his room, his, like, safe zone. So, yeah, it's challenging. Do you use any, like, therapies or is there any kind of thing like that that, that helps him? Yeah. So he's done several therapies currently. We are kind of in a weird spot because he, uh, so right before like winter break, he was like a partial hospitalization program because he was really struggling at school, couldn't stay there. And he had done one in the past and it did help. You know, they, they help with the med management. They can do psychological testing. All It, it was very helpful. After that, he was transferring from his elementary school to like a setting four, a bit more restrictive. Like there's like 24 kids at his school versus 24 kids in his class. Okay. So big, big change, but it's good. Aggression. And if there's therapies or support. Therapies. Yes. Yes. So he helped sure, sure. not helped. Yes. So <laughs> sorry about that. So um, yes, he does do like, talk behavioral kind of therapy. And then he also does occupational therapy, which has been very helpful. We're just at kind of a little pause in that we're going to be starting them all up again in the next couple weeks. So I, that is definitely something I would recommend to any family on this journey is any kind of therapy, just be open to it. Cause you, you know, whatever helps you never, <laughs> you don't know until you get in there and try and you felt like some of the therapies have helped Yes, him. occupational therapy especially has helped him recognize emotions and feelings of other people. Like they'll do a lot of um, visual kind of boards with him so he can recognize subtle things in other people's emotions because that's a big challenge for him to understand. Like if they're not happy or not, angry what are they so uh -huh. they're helping him find the in-betweens there which is that's been awesome and we can kind of joke more about things not be so literal <laughs> yeah and what does he think about his little sibling 
Oh my gosh. He is the best big brother. <laughs> he just adores her. Yeah. It was, you know, we were a little nervous for sure at first because for a long time it was just him and he had our full attention. Right. And at first he was kind of like, why does everybody love this little blob? <laughs> you know, like she doesn't do anything. Yeah. And then now that she's one and a half and she's walk and talk and being silly with him. He just, he loves it. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah. So we do like a lightning round where just to get more of your journey and thoughts where you kind of give one word to one sentence answer to a few questions. Are you up for it? <laughs> sure. All right. What's the best advice you've received? I mean, honestly, it's just to put yourself in his shoes as cliche as that sounds like that is the best thing you can do. Great. What online course topic would you sign up for today if it was available? If there was a course available about sensory issues, that would be really, I think, beneficial. Nice. Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? Utilizing the staff at school if they're having problems at school is huge. Like just push, push, push with that stuff. And then honestly, with like the county too, we've, it wasn't until maybe a couple of years ago that we started exploring options for like PCA services, things like that, like that really help that I had no idea was available. Great. Yeah, that's awesome advice. What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being? I would just like to like be able to get back into my groove with my art. Like, I think that's a good outlet for me. It's finding the time to do it. What kind of artist are you? Uh, I do a lot of drawing and painting. It's awesome. Kinda, yeah. It's a good outlet for you. Yes. I hope you find, find some time for that. It's hard. Oh, uh, yes. With, uh, with children and then unique needs and then a baby. But I hope you... Yes. Yes. Lately, I've just been trying to involve them. You know, it's not it's not my quiet zone that <laughs> I'd hope for. But at this point, that's what we get. So, Yeah. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? And obviously you just listed one of them. But anything else come to mind? That Fairy godmother? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe. I mean, everybody says money, of course, because money can buy all these resources. Like, that's perfect. If I could build a sensory room for him, like, how amazing. Yeah, I like it. I'll take it. <laughs> you have a favorite product that you use for yourself, for your child or your family that you just love and couldn't live without? Weighted blankets. Okay. They're just, like, so comforting to the kids, to myself. Like, yeah. Nice. I like that. For the parent that's at home that's just gotten on this journey, that's just realizing what they're facing and they're dealing with aggressive behaviors from their child and they're scared and mm -hmm. feel alone and have no idea how they're going to make it through. What do you say to them? You know, I was that person. So you just have to, you know, it's almost like you have to just shut off your feelings and you will make it through. Like, you know, in your heart, like how much you care for your child and you would do anything for them. 
And all you have to do is just sit there and like really look at your child. This person that you created, that in itself is enough to push you through all of this. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us and share your journey with us. And I hope we can stay connected and hear how your little one's doing and hear how your son does as he moves into some of these higher grades and yeah. for sharing with us. And, and I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thanks, Brittany. Have a great rest of your day and bless yeah. Yes, you as well. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics. And the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. So long.